woman. You're not only uh, a prayer warrior and a spirit-filled woman, but I, and I wanted to say that first because I want to say, behind every great man, there's a great cook. <laughs> because uh, you haven't tasted real good food. I mean, we're going to taste good food today. But until you've tasted Dorothy's goat meat over the grill, this afternoon, she's going to cook Seema out on a, on a pot for you to taste and to watch her make if you want and learn about it. Um, down a little bit here on the on the uh, monitors. Yeah, I'm always saying that word. Um, but at any rate, um, Brighton and Dorothy Wanemba have been friends of ours and mine personally going to Africa probably 11, 12 years ago. And uh, there's not a thing that we've done there and been a part of, even though Brighton may not be directly involved with all the things that we do. Uh, he's not directly engaged in the feeding center right now that we did with John Eastwood, but he started it for us. He hasn't been, I work with Isaac Chitticata in Cross Life, who introduced me to Isaac and helped me in that, Brighton. All the pastors that we've met, who's taken me there, going to Mozambique, who's driven me all over the place, and us now, Gail and I, who, who taught me that the man's name wasn't Boneface, but Born First. <laughs> Nobody was catching it, but Brighton was able to catch it. <laughs> and uh, he's the best translator in the country. I mean, seriously. He's the best translator. I'm puffing him up because I'm not puffing him up. These things that I just said are absolutely true. And he's also going to bring the word of God to us. So please welcome my good friend, Brighton. Amen. I bring you greetings from Malawi, where God lives. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's everywhere, he's here. Uh, I want to thank you so much, but before I say anything, let me ask my wife to just stand and wave at you. Amen. <coughs> amen, 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 amen. Thank you so much. Uh, Lick has been a very good uh, friend of us, a brother, an elder brother but not like the elder brother in the Bible, <laughs> but a very good one. So,
Father, I pray, Father, those that are grieving, Lord, I pray that we grieve with them as well. In the name of Jesus, Father, we give you all the praise, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Uh, this morning, I just want to share with you a little story about the Apostle Paul. I think all of us know Apostle Paul. He says that he was the least of all the apostles because he wasn't an apostle until when Jesus had gone back to heaven. But you find that most of the books in the Bible, the Gospels and other books were written him by him. But he doesn't boast and say that I did all this, I did all that. <clears throat> but he chose to remain very humble. And that's the man that I want to share with you today. We will read from the book of uh, Philemon. Uh, the book of Philemon was written in 65 AD. And at that time, Paul was only 62 years younger. And uh, we're going to see also another character there. A very good young man, a gentle young man. He was 22 years old when he met Paul. His name was Onesimus. Onesimo, some people they choose to call it like that. But that name Onesimo or Onesimus means somebody beneficial, somebody profitable, somebody worthy to walk with or to be associated with. So Paul really loved Onesimus. As I said in the first service, you will forgive me. Uh, at home we speak Chichewa, which uh, Mama Gero is uh, learning and is uh, speaking it. English is our secondary language, and uh, I may not speak very well, but I trust that you catch the message. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So let us read from the book of Philemon, chapter number. It has got only one chapter, but we'll read verse 1 to 25. Do we have volunteers to read the Bible today? Yes, Mama, my sister. Yes. <laughs> Also, I'll read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter number 15. I'll jump here and there, but... Uh, <clears throat> I'll start from verse number 11, then I'll jump here and there. It's talking about the prodigal son. And he said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me this share of the estate that falls to me. So he divided his wealth between them. And not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and went on a journey unto a distant country. And there he squandered his estate with loose living. 
Now when he had spent everything, a severe famine occurred in that country, and he began to be impoverished. So he went and hired himself out to the citizens of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine were eating, and no one was giving anything to him. But when he had but when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired serv- hired men have more than enough bread? But I am dying here with hungry hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me as one of your hired men. Verse number 25. But his father said to his slaves, Quickly bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring him, bring the fattened calf, kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead, and he has come to life again. He was lost and has found and has been found, and they began to celebrate. Now his older brother, now his older son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. And he summoned one of the servants and began to inquire what these things could be. And he said to him, Your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But but he became angry and was not willing to go in. And his father came out and began pleading with him. But he answered and said to his father, Look! For so many years I have been serving you, and I have never neglected a command of yours, and yet you have never given me a goat so that I I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your wealth with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you have always been with me and all that is mine is yours. But he had to celebrate, but we had to celebrate and rejoice for this brother of yours was dead and was and has begun to live and was lost and has been found. <clears throat> Amen. You know, uh, this was Paul, as I've already said, uh, an apostle of God. A man that God has used and is still using him up to now. He found himself uh, in a place called Colossae, where he was ministering the gospel as he was moving from town to town, city after city, and country after country. But this time he found himself in a place called Colossae. And in that town, there was a big uh, businessman, maybe. He might have owned lands uh, and other di- uh, businesses. But uh, whilst this man, Philemon, 
a businessman was there. He had a servant, a trusted servant. Philemon never knew that uh, his servant could, be, could have betrayed him, just like most of us doesn't know what might happen to us tomorrow. He trusted Philemon so much, he trusted Onesimus so much, m- much that uh, everything that Philemon had could easily be assessed by Onesimus. <clears throat> but uh, Onesimus, as I've already said, that means trustworthy and all those things, he wasn't trustworthy, he wasn't so honest as his name was. That could also be the case with many people today. They might look good, but inside they are keeping some other things which are not good. So it happened that one day Onesimus, while I was working for his master, he decided to steal from him. Started, uh, took some things of great value and ran away from his master. You know, as he was learning away country after country, you know, the law has got long hands. One day he was caught by the law enforcers, and they sent him to jail. But his being in jail benefited him a lot. Hallelujah. Just imagine you yourself being found in a position where you couldn't imagine that you could be, and you find that a great man of God was there, even though you were in great pain, but you would be uh, very happy to be there. So that's what happened with Onesimus. He was in jail with Paul. I haven't been to your jails, but when I see them on the TV, they look like hotels in Malawi. <laughs> because in the jail here, people, they eat, they do whatever, they go to the gym, they've got the TVs. But in Malawi, it's not like that. Uh, Pastor Lick knows what, what are the conditions of a prison in Malawi are. Because like uh, a room that was meant to sit only maybe 20 people, you'd find maybe it's 100. And there is no place for you to move. I wish if I could have two, three uh, volunteers, young men, if they can come in front. I want to show you how, how it looks like in Malawi. Three. <coughs> Three or four. This side. 
sit up, go on that side, on the back, back. <laughs> sit up. Now it was like that for here, up here, and now this was four. Elderly man, and uh, this was Onesimus. And Paul is saying to Onesimus, What don't you hear? What don't you hear? <laughs> <laughs> Onesimus telling Paul, I did this and that and that. And then Paul remembers of Philemon, and he said, Philemon is my son in the Lord. Paul remembers that Philemon was his son in the Lord. And then, you know, in, prison, in our prisons in Malawi, here, I don't know, but when I see your prisons on the TV, it's like a hotel, as I've said. But there in Malawi, the toilet and everything is there, and there is no enough air and just imagine the elderly people, how, how they feel. So Paul is saying to Onesimus, Onesimus, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Yes, stand up. <laughs> Paul is saying to Onesimus, Onesimus, bring me some water. And then he lashes and he gives the water to Paul. Yes, and Paul is saying, Onesimus, scratch my back. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that is how it is in prison. I guess that was how it was also in the prison. Let's thank you so much. Let's give him a big clap offering, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And as they were doing that, Paul began to minister. Onesimus. And uh, Paul, remembering that uh, he was in close with Philemon, he said, don't worry, Onesimus. I have been here long enough. I know that I'm not going to get out soon, but you are going to get out from here very soon. But there is one thing that I want you to do for me. I want you to go back to your master, Philemon in Closse to help him because he's learning a house church and their church, the church there is glowing. So I want you to be with them because you have been with me. You have been a great help. I wish if I could have kept you with me so that you could continue serving me. But I will speak to Philemon who is also my son in the Lord. And then he starts lighting to Philemon. Philemon, I know Onesimus did all this, 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 this. But Onesimus now, he is a born again Christian. He has changed completely. He is an elder with me in prison. I'm begging you. I would have just commanded that he should come to you. But you know my heart. I have done so much for you. And I want you also to do something good for Onesimus. And then Philemon writes back and says, Paul, whatever you ask, I will do. And uh, <clears throat> hallelujah. You know, it is very uh, difficult. Uh, I don't know, maybe even here, maybe 
offered in Malawi for somebody say was your slave, was your servant, and he has done th- something very wrong and he has squandered everything, and then and then he gets somewhere else and get a recommendation that he's coming back, not as a servant or a slave, but you appear <clears throat> like at the same level with you. It's something very hard, I think, that even where I'm coming from or here, for somebody to do that, to accept that, it would be very difficult. But that's what God wants us to do. There are people who have longed us, who have done, said things that was not appropriate to us, but God wants us to love them and bring them back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We need to forgive and uh, just leave it to God and just love them. But what kind of a man was Philemon? Philemon, we hear that he got born again after Paul had uh, spoken the word of God to him. Most of us, we got born again after somebody had uh, spoken the word of God to us. That was the kind of uh, man Philemon was. But above that, Philemon was a man full of faith. In Hebrews 11 verse 6, the Bible says, but it is impossible to praise God. It is impossible to praise God because anyone who comes to God must believe that God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Seeking him, reading the word, seeking him in praying and worshiping, seeking him in doing things, but all those things to be done by faith. Because God only hears only one language, and that is the language of faith. Anything else without faith, God doesn't hear it and is not praised about it. So if we are going to serve God, if we are going to praise him, we must be men and women of faith. Uh, following God, it's not an easy thing because God wants to lead us a day or a step at a time. He doesn't give us the full map of what is going to happen. You know, I've seen in your country here, you've got this GPS. <laughs> We're coming from New York, from JFK. I was so tired and the leak was busy on the GPS. And, uh, and sometimes the GPS says, take this road, take that way. But following God, God doesn't give us a GPS because he wants us to trust him. He wants us to walk closer each time by him, holding him by the hand so that he can lead us. But God is faithful. He's a rewarder that them, that of those that diligently seek him. So Philemon was a man of faith. We need to have strong faith in order to receive from God. In order for us to do the things of God, we need to have strong faith. I'll tell you one story. I think I must have told Leek a hundred times about that story. I was involved in a big car accident. We went under a truck in South Africa, and I nearly died. You can see my tongue was cut here, and they were about to cut the whole tongue. I was just like a vegetable. To cut the long story short, when we were coming back to Malawi, I was still very sick. I couldn't see very far. I said to God, 
you brought me here in South Africa for this, 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 and I have done it. I want you to heal me, but I want you also to send me your angel. I have made maybe three, four times with the angels of God protect me. I'm not going to say that. Next year, when I come, I'll tell you about that, God willing. Amen. <clears throat> but I prayed to God. I had faith in God. I said, God, I need you to escort me to Malawi. And uh, it happened. I didn't know that I met the angel of God, but the angel of God traveled with me through South Africa, Zimbabwe, and Mozambique. And when we got to Malawi, 100 kilometers to my house at night, about 10 o'clock, this gentleman, whom I thought that was a gentleman, not knowing it was the man of God, up in the mountains, said, please, can you stop the car? I said, no, it's at night. He said, no, no, no. You say, you prayed that you needed somebody to escort you to Malawi. Now you're in Malawi. Please stop the car. And when I stopped the car, he disappears into thin air, and I didn't see him. I never had his address. And that's when my eyes opened that I had met with the angel of God. But I have met the angels of God several times and saved my life. But what I'm saying is this. We need to have faith. We need to stand our ground. When difficult times come, we need to stand our ground and say, I have, I'm standing here. And sometimes we need even to draw a line for the devil. Say, devil, dare you come, you cross this line. Hallelujah. <clears throat> when sickness comes, we stand our ground and say, in Jesus' name, I am healed. In Jesus' name, I am an overcomer. In Jesus' name, I can do all these things. So Philemon was a man of faith because he gave his house, he gave whatever he had, his finances and everything for the, for the gospel. You know, some people may not see Jesus in this life, eye to eye. But through what you are doing uh, through Pastor Lee in supporting the missions in Africa, other people, when they receive those things, they see Jesus and they say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, because you brought Lee and Gail here. You brought Skip. You brought this. Because of your gifts and people, they see Jesus. But for them to see these things, they have, you need to apply faith. And faith, faith is what is needed. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Number two. Philemon, he was a very good man. Everyone would have loved to be with him. But above all, Philemon loved the people of God. Hallelujah. He loved Paul so much. He loved the work of God so much. He loved God. He worshipped God. But above all, he loved the people of God. You cannot love the work of God, love the things of God, and not love the leaders in your church. Hallelujah. You need to support them. You need to love them. You need to show that you love them. You care for them because they are praying for you. They are doing everything possible that it should be well. I most of the time say that our blessings... Yes, they come from the Lord, but they come from the Lord through our leaders. In Second uh, Chronicles twenty twenty, the Bible says that believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. And also trust 
in his servants and you shall prosper. Prosper, it means to do well, to, to have everything, to, to enjoy the good that God has given us. But before you reach that, you have to trust the Lord with all your heart. And then when you also trust his servants, do what they tell you to do, you will prosper. Prosperity, in other words, I can say, is in the hands of the men of God. And how is it released? It is released when they lay hands on you. Because there, there is a transferring of anointing, transferring of blessings. You know, some people, mostly in Africa, don't know here. They say, no, I cannot go in front to be prayed for. Because if I do, they're going just to disturb my hairdo. Because in Africa, people, they spend lots of money going to salon, making their hair beautiful. So I cannot go to the front so that the pastor should pray for me. Or I cannot go to in the front to be prayed for. What happens if I start crying when the Holy Spirit comes to me and I start crying? How about my makeup? But I say makeup or no makeup. But you have to cry before the Lord to show him that you are really appreciating what he has done. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, Philemon loved the people of God. He really loved them. I think let's read from uh, Second Corinthians uh, very quickly. I know there is some um, uh, barbecue today. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> Chapter number 8, verses 1 to 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 6. Now then, brethren, we wish to make known to you the grace of God which has been given in the churches of Macedonia, that in a great ordeal of affliction, their abundance of joy and the deep poverty of a fraud in the wealth of their liberty. For I testify that according to their ability and beyond their ability, they gave of their own accord, begging us with much urging for the favor of participation in the support of the saints. Now listen. And this is not as we expected, but they first gave themselves to the Lord and to us by the will of God. These people in Corinth they loved the Lord so much. And uh, in their demonstration of loving the Lord, they also saved the men of God. Not under compassion or reluctantly, but they willingly gave themselves to the Lord. You know, the Bible says that anyone who is taught in the word of God must also communicate good to his instructor, to his teacher. Hallelujah. He saying, but did Lick hire you to fundraise for him? No. <laughs> Hallelujah. He never told me to share these things, but the Spirit of God spoke to me that I have to do. I know you love Pastor Leek and Gail, and you are supporting them very much, but it is my prayer that you continue and do even more. Hallelujah. So they loved God. 
and they love to serve the people of God. And after doing that, God blessed Philemon so much that whatever he was doing prospered so much. And Philemon was also a good pastor or a good leader of his home cell or, or of his uh, church. You know, many times, not here, but maybe in Africa, sometimes we find leaders that overload people with uh, responsibilities and things that they themselves cannot lift or with a finger. Do this, do that, do that, as I was doing there. But Philemon wasn't like that. He was a loving pastor, a caring pastor. You know, that's what Jesus wants us. Because the people that we are serving, the people that we are working for, they are God's people. And their master, Jesus, our chief, our chief shepherd, is also our shepherd. And one day, when we get there, you know, in heaven, the ground is level. The praying field is level. Hallelujah. You will be surprised to find that some people that maybe you didn't uh, think that they could be up there, you'll be... F- <laughs> You'll be surprised that you'll be sharing the clown. You'll be, hallelujah. So be nice to people, hallelujah, when you climb up, because when you come down, you find the same people. (laughs) Hallelujah. So that's how Philemon was. He loved everybody. He, uh, He shared with everyone. He was open to everyone. He opened his house to everyone. Uh, 1 Peter 5, verse 5. The Bible says, not overloading on the ship, but with care and consideration, uh, work with them so that God can be glorified. Hallelujah. Now Paul continued writing to Philemon about uh, uh, Onesimus going back to him. The Bible says in Hebrews 14 verse 16, let's read there. Hebrews. Can somebody read Hebrews chapter number 14, verse 